Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. Yes, I am stoked about this. Um, I'm ready to get in, give our stuff our information, and escape with our lives. I don't think we're going to escape this, uh, but luckily, if we do another episode, uh, we'll be magically brought back anyway. Yeah, that's what usually happens. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to be talking about the new film, Extraction 2, live in, I mean, live on streaming with Netflix. Yes, but um, if we look at the original Extraction film, it was one of the biggest uh, features that they had ever had on their platform. Granted, it was kind of pandemic era, so that might have had something to do with it. We'll see what happens with this one. Yeah, uh, I know I enjoyed the first one quite a bit um, and, and uh, was glad that I watched it. Haven't seen it since. <laughs> so True, yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. But as always, we're going to give a spoiler-free, just kind of a generic idea. Is this something you should watch? Is it something you should skip? Uh, and then we will go and break it down numerically, scientifically, analytically, cosmologically, Something like that. Mm, uh, did you say num- numerically? Num- num- numerically? Let's go alphabetically. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so many ways. To so describe. many ways to do it. But we're going to give it a score, and we're going to say that, that score means something, and we're going to stick to our guns, and we're going to watch them stick to their guns again. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots so, of guns. Lots, lots of guns. Um, but what do you think, Richard? Is this something that uh, people should take some time and watch on streaming? So I think this is an absolute yes on this one. If you if you have Netflix, yeah, absolutely watch it. If you watched the first one and you liked it, you'll like this one for sure. If you like Chris Hemsworth, uh, yeah, you'll like this movie. It's him. It's his face the whole time in this movie. So I, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is uh, I don't want to say it's a breath of fresh air. That's not exactly. It's kind of a throwback uh, to the joy of uh, an 80s action film with the polish of the 2020s. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a not not a so when when you watch other movies in the 80s, mm-hmm. it was you didn't go there to think about it. You went no. there to see, you know, the pew pews and the and the bad guys go go dead. Yep. Now, in this one, it's that's kind of what it is let's be honest with ourselves oh, yeah. just more uh, the training is better on this uh the the training from all of the actors mm-hmm. is way better on this and of course the cgi levels are much more elevated too combine that with they did actually add some some plot not, not a ton but some plot which was actually a lot more plot than most uh, 80s action films had mm-hmm. so uh it was just kind of a yeah this is something you should definitely stream um and give it a go. Um, now, obviously, we're going to go into spoiler territory going forward. So if you haven't seen the film at this point uh, and you don't want to have it ruined for you, stop now or forever hold your peace and your knife and your grenades. Um, don't get shot in the hand, though, because you're, it'll take you like a minute to heal. So That's right. be careful. <laughs> um, now, this, this was just released on Netflix like at, at the time of us recording this, within the last week, so it's fresh, fresh on the platform. Yeah, and it's 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 um it's nice to be able to get something so quick. We're going to endeavor to to do this more. I know personally, I'm going to start 
doing more movie reviews again because I just looked at our, our scores and we've got a lot of great scores and a lot of movies that we've reviewed, but we're missing context. Like we don't have anything that scores super high and we don't have anything that scores super low just because what we've watched so far and reviewed, well, nothing, it's not been there. Mm-hmm. Now I did a review recently and that one was low. Yeah, but I mean, even comparatively, it's it's low, but it's not low. It's still like watch kind of watchable low, almost. Almost. <laughs> but but I mean, like you're five minutes in, it's like nope, we don't have any of those. Ooh, um, I did I did have one of those in the last couple years, um, because I love me my shows on HBO, uh. Band of Brothers and the Pacific. Uh, I I love that type of presentation, although based on true events, not the presentation of the true events, but in an authentic form as you can get it. And I was watching the one movie, Hacksaw Ridge, and the opening sequence is like a a a, a beach sequence. I think it was a B. I don't know. It, it was. It's about World War Two. Uh, the bad things are happening all around them, and things. And it's just like it's so unbelievably bad that I had to turn the sh- the, the show off, and I never went back to it. So <laughs> I have had one of those. Um, and if I would have done a review, it, it would have lasted for as long as I watched five minutes, and it would have been like a ten. So, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get some more of that. Just kind of give some more. Some more examples, because you know, in an isolated sense, it still feels we've even though we've got a lot of these reviews, it just it's hard to really see what that means in terms of full. A lot of scores in the eighties. Yeah. So anyway, well, back to what we're doing right now. Um, we'll again just kind of go. We're going to just sh- go straight through mm. in order and do everything that we're going to do. So we're going to start with cast. Uh, cast can have up to twenty points. Uh, if you were familiar with the original film, we had several people return. You got Chris Hemsworth return. You got uh, Gold Shift for Hani. Did I say that right? Well, it's a it's a weird it's a weird combination of consonants. Yes. Um, that for our for us for our language, it's hard to pronounce. Gulf Gulf L S H is a hard combination. Yeah, I think Gold Shift. That's what it looks like. Farahani? Farahani, that's not too bad. That's that's kind of a more standard mm-hmm. line. But that first name, I am so sorry if we got it wrong because we like you. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, thought you, you were did great. great. Yeah, you were great. Um, and Adam uh, Bessa returns, uh, also did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have, I mean, he had screen time, but he didn't have screen time at the same time. It was kind of weird because um, he was, he was, he's important, but. He's like important in the same way that uh, that dash of pepper is important on a dish. You taste it, but it's not uh, not prominent. Yeah, he he had some of the more lighter hearted moments. Um, you you knew he wasn't going to make it. I, I mean, it was it was, <laughs> it was pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious, right? <laughs> um, so he was that character. Let's just put it that. Way. Yeah, yeah. The, you you knew somebody had it. In order for there to be stakes, there had to be a death. And looking at the very limited number of people that were major characters, like, okay, this is the only one it could be because mm-hmm. she's going to be the love interest, even though they're trying to hide that it's love. No, she's clearly the love interest. And 
and she's also like the strong second lead in terms of the action hero, so there's no way it can be her. There's no one else. Yep, there, there was no... <laughs> <laughs> you, you like you. The whole point of this movie is they're going to go in and they're going to pull out, you know, mom and kids. You're going to kill off the mom and kids? No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, the choice was obvious. Yeah, so that that was that was kind of funny. But uh, even with that knowledge, it didn't matter too much. Um, and they did a great job. I mean, they uh, it's like they didn't miss a beat in terms of their characters. So it was it was good. Uh, in that respect, I think the casting for them was good. Uh, as far as the uh, Radjanis, yeah, that yeah, they're fine. Um, what are what are you supposed to be in this movie, right? right. Um, you're grumbly, angry, um, unforgiving. It, it, cold-hearted, emotionless. Okay, cool. I mean, you're you're a what what do we what do we call this? Eastern, Eastern European, Georgian, uh, George. Well, Georgian, but like Eastern European, uh, former Russian um, province or whatever you'd call it. Um, but but like so many times, it's referred to as the Chechens, and they even said that in the movie. Was it the Chechens that did this? So you see all these movies about the Chechens trying to get stuff or find nukes or whatever. Well, this time it's just the Georgians instead. Yeah, and it's and here's the thing: if they needed to, if all, if the whole point is just okay, be menacing. Okay, yeah, they they were quietly menacing. They did that fine, but I, I always think and and what. Because I usually yeah. I want more than that. I, I want my villains to have some depth. Oh, well, they had a hard childhood. Yeah, okay, everybody has a hard childhood. They escaped war. Sure, fine. Show me. Don't just show me the clip. That's great. You gave me the backside clip. But in the, the, there was a little bit of dialogue, but there wasn't a lot of... Well, he got slapped in the head, and now he has a hearing aid. Yeah. Um, you don't... What was it? You Protect your brother with last drop of blood. That uh, was mentioned probably ten times, yeah. maybe. Um, okay. There's your story. Bingo. Done. Got it's it. Kind of. Well. All right. <laughs> so I guess. And again, this is a this is a an action film. So to be fair, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you were you you weren't going into this looking to see his backstory. So. No. Okay. I, get it. I, I mean, I am, but I'm. I'm stupid, basically. I, I want I want the perfect film that doesn't exist. Not really. Uh, you want the bad guy to have a you know a meaningful existence, and then at the end, you don't want him to get killed off. I'm okay if he gets killed off if it makes sense. I want character growth. That's what I always want. There's no character growth. If you have a a stock bad guy that I'm just going to be this tough guy. Okay, that means minimal development, no growth. Great. And it's just what do we have here? Yeah. That character. Twice. <laughs> and one of them's a wife beater. <laughs> That's true. But he's in jail. So. With, with his family. That was that oh yeah, I'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's its own thing. Um, but uh so the people that they have, they got good people. Mm-hmm. And they did what they could with their roles. Yep. Now, now, part of this too, you know, traditionally when we look at these 
things, and we'll maybe look at cinematography for the action sequences. But as actors, if you're not going to play the part how the part should be played, did you invest your time to be the good actor? And honestly, it looked like they had done they had done some training, so they'd put oh, some, yeah. some time into it for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, all in all, out of uh, out of a 20, it's still like a 14. I mean, it's not a star. It is. It has some stars, but it's not like star studded like a lot of the stuff that we normally watch. Nope. Keep that budget low, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you had one star, and that's he was the face of this franchise. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 15 is what yeah. I gave. Absolutely. Now, the director is the same director from before on the first film, right? Uh, we got uh, Sam Hargrave, who also did Atomic Blonde, which I really liked. Um, and he did stunts in uh, Endgame and Civil War. I mean, this guy's been been around a very specific actor for a while now, and uh, action consultant. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he seems to he seems to understand things pretty well. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. Oh my lord, we talk about pacing. The pacing in this phenomenal. Yes. So if if you want your movie to so you, you, you got a taste at the beginning because you had to play catch up from the last film. Right. So we all we are like, yeah, the dude's dead. OK, but is he really? Uh, so you you show that bit of recovery. Um, hey, we, we did it. I'm retiring. And then he's pulled out of retirement and into the fire. And it, it, it goes, it goes and it goes and it goes. You have a lull and then it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. It, <laughs> so the, the, the part about it going and going and going is that as it goes and goes and goes, the director has to keep that pace and keep that utility of what you're looking at. And I, I felt like, you sequenced from shot to shot, even though you really didn't. It was like one constant shot when you were deep in the action stuff. Yeah, it felt like one take. One take. We we uh, we know it's not right. We we know that with movie magic they can slide in between things and edit. Like, but it was one. It felt like one constant shot from action start to action end. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with that and. Because of the connections that he's got with these people, it's clear that he's able to convey what he wants them to be able to do. They understand that. They work well with each other. Um, yeah. I mean, now, that being said, this is not what we would call like a deep film. This isn't Shakespeare. <laughs> so there's not a lot of complicated dialogue. There's not a lot of complicated concepts to get across. It's can you communicate what's about to happen? What already happened, and can you get the combat going? Go. But in the 80s, when we watched our action movies, same thing. It was the same thing, but cheesier, right? right? Like the, the dialogue was it cheesier. Was really cheesy. And the story was cheesier. It, at least this didn't have that no. feel to it at all. It had more of a, of a serious tone to it throughout the movie. Lighthearted moments here and there. Sad moments here and there, but for the most part, it was like, "Hey, we're in a situation. What are we gonna do?" Yeah, um, I got to give him a twelve out of fifteen. 
I did a little bit more. I did 13 out of 15. Yeah, pretty solid all the way around. Um, costuming and props. Now, this isn't a superhero film, so we're looking at, you know, army gear, um, you know, the bodyguard gear, normal, normal clothing, things like that. Lots and lots and lots of guns. The thing that I noticed... A lot of different types of bladed weapons. I mean, there were a lot of different types of bladed weapons in this. Um, e- even in the prison, a lot of shivs that were just sprawled about and being used as well. So you're right, lots of different bladed weapons. There was a sickle at one point. Did you catch the sickle? Hmm. I don't believe I did. It was a little short sickle about that big and just, eh, in one of the fights in the building sequence. It's like, really? <laughs> All right. Let, let's let's have some differences. Let's have, you know axes and sickles and and uh, daggers and swords. Let's get some swords. Oh, no swords. Okay, but still we had we had pretty much everything else. They were well armed. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and you and you got such an array of gunfire. You you had a, a a bunch of different kinds of pistols. You had your machine guns. You had your you know your rifles. Your full machine guns. You had your kind of chain gun. You had rocket launchers, grenade launchers. Mm-hmm just surface to air missiles you know what what do you need you want some gunships we got all sorts of gunships oh yeah um and when you looked at the fighting sequences for these things which is more we'll talk about, about later like when you watch a john wick movie you know because you've seen the videos that keanu trained hard to make it look really good so in the costume and prop section that we're talking about now they made the the outfits and they made the guns not the star of the show even though they let's be honest those are the stars of the show kind of yeah um but they made it so sometimes when you watch movies you'll have guns that like hey this is a pistol and it's got 17 attachments to with it and that's what you try to make it cool uh go watch blade 2 for example um first of all the the gun blades were awesome uh, you you hold your tongue. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I mean, it's not the worst movie in the world. But anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm saying in, in this is that the production for those things, they didn't try to make them too blingy, no. right? No. They just, you know, keep it simple, man. Um, I think the flashiest gun they had was when they were on the train and he had to... Um, you know, whip out the, I don't know my guns very well, the, the belt fed gun. And he's just, you know, plowing away people in the, in the helicopter with it. And made me think fallout four. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just hip fire. There was no, you know, aim down sight on that one. And that gun itself was very clean, not flashy, but like very clean, mm-hmm. polished, uh, very nice looking. Yeah. And that was as, as kind of, to me, fancy and over the top as you got in, in the weapons selection. Right. But also in the costuming, one thing I know now, this is technically a combination of the casting and the costuming, but the goons were all very identifiable. You could tell, I mean, a lot of times when you have goons, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a 30 of the same guy in the same outfit. No, it's like, okay, there's the chick, there's the one wide uh, dude, there's the dude with the mohawk, there's the dude that obviously has too many sandwiches. Uh, yeah. It, it, so it, all of them. they all had different, you know, fitting 
armaments as well because they were more armored up than our 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 main characters were. But even when you got the helicopter that landed on the train, the elite squad that was on there too. Now they all kind of had a similar yeah. look. You didn't see any faces on those. No. Uh, that was just all this super helmet, head to toe, body armor, that type of stuff. And even that quote squad, I thought that was pretty cool looking too, because you know that they were the they were the ones to, to come in and, and deal with issues and they got dealt with themselves. So Yeah. Uh, so I mean I, I really thought it was all solid. Nothing nothing stood out as just particularly dumb. Uh, it, it was all just really, really good. Um, also, there's not the one thing that I saw, okay, that was special. That, that For me, that's what's required for a 10. This one thing was just perfect, and it and it stood out. I didn't have anything of that, but it, it was all really, really good. So for me, that's a 9. And the vehicles that they used. Oh, yeah. Those uh, were nice. Very nice. You know, the explosions and the car flippings and the all those things. Sometimes those are just... You know they planted a thing so that it explodes and it flips over 17 times. Uh, that wasn't like this. This mm. was just like, hey, let, you know, let, let's keep it how it is. And um, although it's a plot point I'll bring up later. Okay, it's a plot. Never mind. Nine. No. <laughs> I like it. Then we go to locations. Now, this one I feel – this this sequel is better than the first in this because I mean you got you got some locations mm-hmm. a little bit in the first but truthfully most of them kind of look the same and well you're in the alleyways right. in the in the bustling city but you got to go all over the place with this I mean you got the the tail end of where things picked up off you got the hospital in Dubai you got his his place uh, in. Um, what should we call it? Uh, was that Austria? Was it Austria? No, that's that wasn't yeah. Austria. Was it Austria? It was okay. Austria. Uh, and then you got to you got to go into the the bit with the train and the bit with the skyscraper and just they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. The prison, I mean, it was just you got just a very rich set of different looking locations and not just different looking locations when when they were going from room to room i mean you had some similarities but at, at points it looked drastically different oh yeah now we're in the kitchen now we're in this now we're in this and it's just it was it was really richly put together uh, a, a a busy sequence in a weight room for example oh yeah uh the, the train yep you know heading into the city and then it goes to the port and you're you're out in the wilderness at, and you're driving through the woods and it's snowy and there's vehicles and they're shooting. So you're you're right. You got a little bit of everything in this. And in the airfield and church. Yeah. Yeah. Um everything made sense. Everything looked good. You know, some things can be too well manicured. Mm-hmm. And no, everything looked pretty solid. Yeah. I mean it just it kept things it kept things interesting and it gave it gave um, it gave the writing because they were in so many different locations things to do with the environment to make it part of the plot, which is which is always really nice. Um, so yeah, I, I I have to say that I, I like that. And again, it's it was all really good. There was not that one thing that made me go wow, but it was just all really solid. Mm-hmm. So that's another nine out of ten for me. I agree, nine. Um, the score. Solid. So 
in a lot of the movies that we talk about when we go to a score, there are a lot of specific songs, right? So the you could you could have a soundtrack for them because there's a lot of songs that are things that you would hear on the radio. And it's not like we really saw that in this one. There was a lot of music composed specifically for this movie. And the thing that I noticed about this is we mentioned that this is a a, a fast-paced, up-tempo movie. Things go from point A to point B, and you're doing these things, and you're moving. And I think the music just kind of helped you with that pace. It presented the pace. It, present, it presented the sense of urgency. It didn't necessarily spoil things like, no. hey, we're going to go in this door, and you, you hear the music change tone and pace like oh there must be somebody hidden behind the door right uh it was more like hey we gotta go there's there's things moving we're doing it and it's not like it was in your face it's not like it overshadowed the explosions and the people it it played its part almost to a t throughout the movie yeah and i have to agree i I like music that reacts to what's happening in the plot rather than predicts what's going to happen in the plot that is such an annoying habit And you get that more in like horror films and things like that than anything else. But still, it's just it's just annoying. Um, But yeah, it it was solid. Not none of the tracks really stood out to me. None of them got me all that hyped. But at the same time, none of them distracted. They, if anything, they they helped to create kind of a a landscape um, that you know you could you can enjoy the film too. So I mean that on its own is actually a really good thing. If it was unimpressive and it didn't do anything for the film, well then that would be a bad score, but that's not the case. It, it was, it was out of the way and did what it needed to do. Mm -hmm. And that is actually really good. And that's what you hope for more often than that. You, you always want to have at least like one track that's going to stick in the head of the listener or maybe two or something that they can link emotionally to, which generally with, orchestral only pieces is just not going to happen. You need to hit uh, something uh, pop culture related. And they didn't do any of that in this film. So for me, that's an eight out of 10. Yeah, it's cheaper. They don't have to pay somebody to use their songs. Yep. Create their own. Perfect. Uh, uh, nine. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, the bread and butter of this film, normally we talk about mm-hmm. the plot being the bread and butter. That is definitely not the bread and butter of this film. It's the cinematography. Yeah. So, and maybe, you know, even looking back at my score that we had chatted, maybe I should bump it up a, a point. Um, the action that you get doesn't seem forced. The fight scenes that you get seem trained, rehearsed. You didn't have to mess with um, fuzzy camera angles to no. cover up people's inadequacies. No. Um, there was not a lot of CGI, although there definitely was. Um, you know, explosions were legit. I think in terms of the CGI, maybe some of the worst aspects were the helicopters. Yeah. And that's not that they were bad. No, it's, it, it's just, if we're going to look at something to quote, criticize, yeah, let's go with the helicopters, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was brutal. I love, I love the, 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 just the, the, the rawness of how they went about it. Now, what is we've been doing this a while? What is my least favorite um, cinematography 
format or trick that a lot of people like to use. The shaky cam. That's right. I freaking hate the shaky cam. Now, you know what? They used a little bit of it in this, but it wasn't awful. It wasn't like shaky, shaky, shaky. Yeah, it was it. It was shaky. It was shaky because you're undoing something that was bumpy. Right. And it didn't give you the shaky cam in the person's face. No. It gave it to you as it was progressing through the chase or the the fight or whatever. But it wasn't was not over the top. No. It was just shaky in spots where the ride was bumpy. Or you know, where it's attached to the actor because it's it's looking straight at them as they're doing whatever and it's just keeping pace with their movements and because their movements are shaky, it's kind of shaky. It's like, okay, I can deal with that. Um it's it's it is is tolerable. And in most instances, in terms of the camera placement and the way that they shot the scenes it was very clear what was happening action-wise. Now, there was a different problem that they ran into, and that was to do with the color palette choices of the costuming and the backgrounds as they were shooting in the lighting situations that they had, even though they were using the right angles and everything to make that clear, it was sometimes a little muddled and confused and hard to follow for that. Um, now, just in general, in the main yard in the prison, that was just a confusing cluster. But it had to be. That was the whole point of that scene. So, I again, I can give that a pass. But in every other part, the only issue I had was with just that, that color-on-color issue. Blacks and greens and grays yeah. on backgrounds of grays uh, and, and dark greens. So I could, I could see that. Um, I think the issue that I had in terms of the cinematography and the fighting, um, when you would have some of the fight things that you were focusing on in your in front of your face, a lot of them, and, and, and trust me, I'm maybe just being way too picky on this, we, we said they didn't do the quick cuts, they didn't do things to hide, right? And you knew that these people had rehearsed these sequences. They'd gone over them. They were in shape. They, they knew how to handle things uh, better than your typical actor, actress would. But when they were doing some of these fight sequences, it just seemed like, like what they were doing was rehearsed. And you could see the rehearsed presentation in front of us with these fights where it was not a reactionary thing. It, it was, was telegraphed. A re- it was telegraphed. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to, what are you going to do? There's so many of these things throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, you're not going to hide it. And most people aren't going to pay attention to it. I just happened to pay too much attention to it, unfortunately. And once again, I'm nitpicking on it, but that was that, really present in the uh, front car, the train mm-hmm. sequence. Yeah. Yep. That one, and and the prison yard was like that too, where mm-hmm. some of the cuts were, uh, you you'd go to a fight thing and that seemed natural, but some of the other ones were like, I'm going to come at you with this, and you've blocked it, and now you're punching me. Yeah. Uh, but but when the, you're fighting the one brother that you killed, and that one was that, that one was, was good. Slick. That was super slick. I like that he broke his hand and split it in half. I <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was what I was going to say. It's like all oh, that's so savage. I love that. Yeah, so so that fight sequence that that one seemed really good. Um, 
the one where they're fighting in the weight room uh, against multiple people. That one seemed good. And they go up on the roof and that little fight thing, that was, that was fine. Um, you know, they, like I said, I'm just maybe just nitpicking on some of these, but you saw it. You saw it in a couple of the sequences on there. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, it's just a small thing, and you're only going to see it if you're kind of looking for it. I would rather have that type <laughs> than the quick cut trying oh, yeah. to mask the the lack of training or expertise. Yeah, no. All in all, I thought, I thought that was really good. Um and, you know, with a few exceptions here and there, there's no way you're going to get – when the whole film is just action, there's no way you're going to have no mistakes. There's, so there, there's a, few, a few here and there that, 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 you, that you can see if you're keeping your eyes open for it. But there should have been a lot more, and there weren't. <laughs> and, it was really good. Uh, and maybe the, the chase sequence in the woods with the bikes and the – other thing that was a very true lies yeah that that one seemed like what what you were being presented was them going fast but what you could really see is that they're going like 10 miles an hour through everything (laughs) i'm being picky again but trust me if you watch this you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah and also it's a that this is more of a writing thing it's like if i see somebody oh i'm being chased by motorcycles so <laughs> Get, throw one rock at them. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We're going to let them zoom up on us and actually plant Walk. a bomb on our vehicle. That's a plot point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry. Small things. Uh, all right. So, but yeah, I'd say out of a, a 15 that gave, I'd go with 13. I'm actually going to make one edit on that. I'm going to do a 13 also. Yeah, that that was that was some solid uh, solid moves here and there. Yeah, if our if our favorite action movies from the '80s and '90s could be redone in this type of style, I mean, it's going to elevate A plus things to that are like we we know in Commando, yeah. no one can shoot and yeah. and hit, but what if they could? You know, what if there was actual consequence to you standing in front of a yard of fifty people with hip firing <laughs> hip firing guns? You know, uh, what if? Um, <sighs> That's Actually, um, I, I quoted that movie uh, this afternoon. Um, Bennett let off some steam. Yeah, that that's such a terribly but terribly made mm. film, but so fun. so bad, but so good. Yeah, I love that. All right, so anyway, so that brings us to our final category: plot and writing. Um, okay, so I'm definitely going to nitpick here. But I want to start this off with the basics. This didn't need to have much plot. I mean, bottom line, it's simple. He almost died. His wife asks a favor. He's going in to get something or uh, to rescue somebody. Things go badly. You knew the kid was going to mess things up. As soon as you met him in the first scene, it's like, okay, yeah, this is going to go badly. What about dad? Yeah. Let's let's have him keep asking that. Is dad coming? Is dad coming? Is dad coming? No, dude. Like you saw him, and he's right in the other cell. Like he's. <laughs> you locked eyes with him. What do you think was going to happen? Mom just said, uh, "No, he'll be there." Like, no, dude, he's not coming. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, but uh, so, just going from not having high expectations because that's not what this is about. You, there's still certain things 
that are potentially problematic. The end of the first film, it seemed pretty clear dude was dead. Mm-hmm. He got like shot through the throat <laughs> and fell into a river. Well, his scar that he has is straight in the middle of his throat. Yeah. Now, it, I don't know my anatomy that much, but I know your spine kind of runs also straight <laughs> through the middle of your neck. <laughs> Could, is it possible that it just missed his spine? Sure. Okay. Fine. So, so I want to know what this conversation was. Like, okay, we're going to have a sequel. We need to bring him back. So we know that we shot him multiple times, and he fell um, a sufficient distance into the water that he should have broken multiple bones and probably died from impact just from that. Um, and he was out, so he wasn't going to be able to swim. How do we save him? Uh, what about um, currents carry him to shore? But like a mile down the road. And in about 30 seconds. Because <laughs> that's how much time they need to be able to find him and save him. And they have a medevac right there. Just immediately. It's like, wait, no, I watched the previous film. They did not have a medevac there. Now, this is the the, the thing that I thought. And really what the the presentation of it doesn't necessarily make you think it but it should that's a scummy 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 river oh yeah um that's, infections much i don't know right. um, but you know he he shrugged it off after a little while you know they they gave him some aspirin put him in a bed s- he, strong antibiotics he he made some jokes and he was fine <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know but once he was released um, he couldn't walk. He had his arm in a sling. But then someone says, you're leaving in six weeks. Magically, the sling and the brace, gone. Right. All you got to do is chop some wood, man. That's right. The the uh, the Rocky training montage started. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, this is like right out of Rocky Four. And I got, I got flashbacks from it. So it's not nearly as long. It's like about a tenth of the length of that montage. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he did 12 push-ups, chopped some wood. He's fine. Done, son. Lifted some rocks. Folks, just let me tell you that if you have major surgery and you almost die, just go to the woods, chop up a tree or two. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. Oh, it was so, that was so bad. That was so bad, but it's okay because it's, it's, it's in genre. We, we expect that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's hard to get past that, but they just needed to do enough of it. Okay. We need to get him back up on his feet so we can shove him into another situation. So fine. They get him into the situation, but I'll, I'll de- I'll dive even a little bit deeper. He did rehab. Was he doing training for firearms and knife fights? And was he doing conditioning when no. he was running around out there? No. I don't know, but he gets put in a situation. I mean, he can shoot, you know. Well, uh, it's intuitive because when the guy came to recruit him, he shot the cup out from under his hand. Like it was a Wild West uh, mm, sort of thing. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so yeah, so Take- the— Insert him back into this uh, into this thing, and and then we just basically we're off and running because the plot at that point doesn't matter. It's get A to B and avoid C and try and kill as much of D, E, F, and G as you can mm-hmm. in the process. And so, okay, so we're 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 given just enough backstory to know these these shepherds these are bad dudes, you know that sort of thing. And we get we get a little bit of that. 
they seem to be incredibly well funded also. Well, and they they touched on that briefly. Right. Um, but the important thing is uh, don't tell your handler that this is your ex-wife's sister. Right. That was a plot point. Not sure where that was an issue, but, you know, okay, sure, whatever. Maybe it was the love interest thing you were talking about. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, but but that I'll come out of retirement for my ex-wife because I should have been there for when my, our child died. Our cancer kid. Um, all right, fine. Cool. So, all right, so they're going through the entire section in the uh, in the prison was fine, even with the predictability. Of course, the kid's going to drop the loud toy. Of course, they're going to things are not going to go mm-hmm. well. All right, fine. That that I'm expecting, and that goes about as well as uh, it needs to, and it looks good. And so they're getting away, and then they're on the train, right? You know, after mm-hmm. dodging through the woods, and oh, we got to stop with the woods bit because so they're getting chased by the guys on the motorcycles. That should have no chance, like zero chance against three armored cars with guys with machine guns. They should just be done. Yeah, if you're if you are a decent shot, just hang your head out the window, spray a few rounds, and something's gonna happen. Yeah, they, you you would think. I don't know. They have no armor. The dude had a grenade launcher. <laughs> he was the one that had it. I guess he was the one that had to take out all the other vehicles just by you know popping off a couple grenades and done. It's just I I didn't quite understand that, but. That was less of an issue. I, I, I'm good at avoiding spoilers on a lot of things, and I managed to avoid any spoilers on this with the, the exception of one thing. People were complaining about the part where he hid behind the ladder to avoid gunfire. It's like, oh, that does sound, that does sound commando level of bad. And after watching the scene on the train, all I have to say about that is, shut up. I mean, really? Uh, no, he wasn't hiding behind the ladder. That actually was logical. He was flattening himself against the side of the train. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to his his regard for bullets uh, coming at you, if you are a if you are a good soldier, of course you are going to avoid or hide from the bullets coming at you and make yourself harder to hit. Right. But when it comes time for the the shooting to start and there are bullets coming out you, you have to have little regard for those bullets or um, you will not be able to shoot things uh, adequately yourself. Right. Um, no matter how good or, in this case, how bad the bad guy's shots were. Um, yeah. that, that's fine. And, of course, he's a great hip-fire shooter, too. Um, I thought that part was fine. Yeah. That type of gun... Has uh, large calibers. It's belt fed. You can sit there and spray. Once you see a, a shot hit, I suppose you can handle it a little bit better and and aim it. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, I did appreciate though when they were shooting at him that they showed his kind of disregard as the bullets just whizzed past his face and his body and went all over the place. I, I thought that sequence actually was cool and, and made sense. Um, but them so easily then landing the helicopter on the train at the exact same speed and the people funny. just jumping right out. That was... Well, and that that was my next thing. So, like I said, so the, the ladder was incidental, just happened to be there, and, and people just looked at it wrong. The landing on the train, so yeah, super awesome job landing on a fast-moving train with this helicopter, 
right before that, he had just gotten knocked into the train again. Mm-hmm. He knew the helicopter was coming. He knew where it was going to land. Still had his gun. He didn't even have to go up. He just had to put his arms up with the gun and go, zup! <laughs> All the legs, gone. That whole scene, done. <laughs> but instead, they put their they put their explosives right on the side. It blew out a perfectly human-sized hole for That's them right. to, to We're to breaching. And... And there they there they went. Now that that tight fight sequence right there, that was nice. That was good. Uh, th- there was nothing wrong with that. You know, they 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 do. And this is a cinematography thing, but it's a plot thing. A lot of times when it comes to fighting, when it's one on three or two on five, all the action movies do this. Where initially maybe there's a bunch of people attacking, and you brush one or two off or you punch one, but then it's like, we're going to fight. We're going to show what the one-on-one is with one of the guys. Well, where were the other two guys at? What are they doing? They just watching. They're just like, this looks pretty fun. Let me know if you need some help. And (laughs) I I, I think we saw that from time to time throughout the movies, the multiple, like larger group of people, action sequences. You're always going to get some of that. Not in a distracting way, but they did handle it better than a lot of other movies. Well, like when that prison sequence, the way they handled it is everybody was fighting everybody. So it was more believable that he wasn't always getting overwhelmed by bunches and bunches of people. The point of emphasis. Right. But so, okay. So we get to the point where they're on on the plane and they're flying and the kid does what we know he's going to do. He's going to contact his uncle. And just screw everything up. Or at least, well, he takes the phone there. And he, I don't remember if he called, calls on the Yeah, he calls on, on the, the plane. plane. Yeah. Yep, from the bathroom, I think. So, okay. So, first things first. That's not a regular cell phone. That's a satellite phone. Mm-hmm. Second, when you were in the uh, prison, did you see the kid with a cell phone? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't have any cell phones. Uh, we are in a very specific position to know certain behaviors around cell phones. Let's just say that. Well, are you going with, did he know his uncle's phone number? That's exactly where I'm going. Okay, I thought about that too. And where was the relationship with his uncle before that? And how long were they in prison? I don't know. The kid's 12, right? Was right. That, was that what he was supposed to, was that what his age was supposed yeah. to be in here? There is a 0% chance his uncle gave him that phone number. There's no way. And even if he did... He has no phone, and he's 12 years old. He's not going to remember the phone number. No. So how did he, yeah, he just he just dialed 411. <laughs> I need information. Uh, uh, crazy terrorist. Oh, there's my uncle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, it, it was a specific plot point that you knew as soon as the person, the, the one dude set the phone down, like, okay, well, this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be a way that he that he makes that. It, the funny thing is, it could have been handled with like a single line of dialogue or a small section of the scene. It would have taken ten seconds. Like he's checking his stuff. They're in the room in in the prison, even, and he's looking. And in his pocket, he's got uh, a notebook or something. Dad, uncle, and he sees the phone numbers. Okay, now we've got something, but. Generally speaking, no. No, with, without something like that, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, he probably could have even had a phone in that prison. Right. I mean, le- legitimately. Um, it's not like they were serving, quote, hard time. Um, they were the, the 
the luxury of whatever you could have for luxury in the prison is what most likely they were going to get. But uh, our prize bull is sick. We have to put him down. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and then, like you, you once again, you knew when that line was uttered the first time. It's like, oh, this dude's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, nice to see you. Um, so that so they go on the plane and then they get to the this this very tall, very modern, cool looking building, and y- you know, bad things start to happen, and, and it it just like you don't have time to think about it. The pace picks up. Here's that helicopter. Up, oh, we need to get going. Okay, cool. Um, these group of armed assailants with full body armor and all the munitions you can hope for are strategically placed all around this building. Right. We don't know how many, 20 maybe. Um, and a couple police vehicles roll up, but that's it. Okay. You're not trying too hard. And anyway, the, the, the thing that, that I didn't quite understand was one, the police response, um, to what was going on. And two, man, the officers flying around in the helicopter. They were awesome. They were a great shot. <laughs> they couldn't miss. <laughs> Not the, only that, they, they danced around that missile. Yeah. Like, the most amazing set of helicopter uh, police pilot firearms experts in the area, apparently. That, that's where all of Austria's money went because it definitely didn't go into radar or any military to know that they were coming into the country in the first place because if they were going to you know, fly standard, they still had to come into an airport and have customs and they would have gotten caught and there would have been a start of a firefight and they never would have gotten there. So we're missing a, an element here. Well, we're missing a time frame, right? Because they were on the plane already to land at that spot and go to the building. Right. They called the uncle. How far away was the uncle from that? Because they just flew the helicopter and then drove vehicles there simultaneously that arrived at the building at the same time for them to set up their stuff. Uh, there wasn't much attention to be paid. I, was it a, an overnight thing? Like they stayed there overnight and they got work on the broken arm and they kind of recouped themselves from, you know, getting completely stabbed and beat up. Right. And then magically they're healthy again. They right, had food, right. so their health meter, you know, incrementally went up. The fact that I got shot 23 times, I know I had body armor to catch most of it, but, you know, you still got kicked by a mule 23 times. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I get that the bad guys were more heavily armored, not armed. They were more heavily armed too, but more heavily armored. So I get it. They could take, they could take rounds from these different firearms. You had to strategically place your shots. And and I get that, but it seemed like the good guys just, you know, car explosions, um, bullets, knives, all those things. But we can make it. We're good. (laughs) We're good. Uh, Shot in the hand. Uh, I can still hold on. We're good. We're good. Okay, I've I've escaped this. Just give me a dirty rag, and I'm going to wrap it up real That's quick. That's right. Good It'll to go. Good, good to go. Now it was gauze. It was gauze. It was you know gray or not gray, but brown gauze. But you know, yeah, that it has that. It probably had like balm on the inside. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> back. It was a had a back, back to back. 
Star Wars land had back to spray on it. That's right. So then they go to he he tells them I'm coming. Yeah. And he magically just annihilates everybody before he even gets into the fight with the the bad guy. Like he just Well, he did have a fully loaded grenade launcher that he just unloaded with <laughs> if it was there and it moved with the exception of the first guy that he sniped uh with yes. with sniped with like a grenade <laughs> which is amazing yeah uh but yeah it's just like thump 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 boom 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 you know kind of a i like he was being strategic he blew up all the vehicles so they couldn't escape um it just seemed like you knew this dude was coming right right like you knew he was coming and magically he surprised you. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, he, he, it does not matter if we are surprised. I have explosives to put on child. I will use his emotions against him. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then uh, right at the last second, she comes to save the day and then just gets shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> so anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it, but it was good. It was still good. It was just, it was funny. Um, so even with all of those little nitpicks, this sounds like a lot of criticism, but this is an action film all of the 1980s. This is going to happen regularly. It's not a love story. No. It's not a family story. It's an action movie. No. And because of that, it does what it needs to. And so out of 20 points for me, that's a 15 out of 20. I was a little bit more critical on it, but not not bad. 13. Yeah. Now, this is the point at which we can add some uh, bonus points. I have no bonus points. I, I feel like it's basically where it needs to be for me. What about you? I snuck in a bonus point for the inclusion of one person that we actually haven't mentioned at all. Nope. Mr. Idris Elba. Yeah, he is a treasure. I he was cool. Dude. And, uh, you know, he had enough screen time to get coffee shot out of his hand and to rescue Rake from the prison. And then we'll see him. Hey, we'll see him. If there is a three, they completely 100% left this open for a three. Yeah. Is it going to get made? Eh, I don't know. Um, Should it get made? Yeah. Yeah. But will it? Eh, Who knows? We'll hope for the best. Uh, That brings us to a grand total of an 80 for myself and an 81 for Richard. Yay. Yeah, pretty solid all around. That's in the that's in the B minus territory because it was enjoyable. Now this is kind of a funny thing. We just uh, reacted to uh, rated the Flash the previous week, um, and I don't feel I think I gave that a better score than I gave this one. Yeah, I think I did too. But yeah. I don't feel as compelled to watch that again as I do this. I think I would enjoy watching this one again because it, it's it's kind of like a comfort food. Yeah, if you like a good action movie sequence, you know, act, the, the the stuff, it's done well in this movie. Yeah, it's this worth really a watch. Solid. Definitely good. Uh, but, of course, what do you think? You can always contact us on social media. We would love to get your opinion, uh, see what you think. Is this the best action film ever made or just, you know, awful or, you know, not? I don't like action films or why do you keep talking about this Chris Hemsworth guy? Now let us know whatever. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You know where we are. We're on Instagram. Hey, maybe we'll even get on that TikTok once it's no longer popular with anybody anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Probably but not. Anyway. But you, know, you never know. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what. Next week we're going to have uh, 
We're going to get away from the uh, movie review and go into an interview. I'm not going to tell you who yet, but if you take a look on our website, Everybody Loves Pudding, you will see exactly who it is. Very interesting fellow. Uh, Now, this is still kind of tentative because I have not recorded the interview yet. That's going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) But as long as everything goes smoothly, (laughs) we're good. It's going to be awesome. That's right. 